All right, so we're back for part two, talking about conflict, marriage, as we shelter in place. And, you know, spouses are spending a lot of time together. At least <laughs> yeah. a lot of us are, right? So, and often you have like homeschool, you have working in the same place, mm -hmm. you have, you know, maybe a couple hours before you were together. Now you're like together literally 24 hours a day. Um, and yeah. in that context, right, conflict can happen. It's going to. Yeah, Let's it's going to. Yeah, And so we're leaning into last uh, last episode, we talked about this idea of uh, the difference between conflict and combat. Mm -hmm. You gave us an acronym, CEO. We talked about C, which was cooperation. And now we're going to look at E and O. Is that yes. right? Yep. All right. Let's dive in. All right. So one of the things that I do want everybody to remember as we continue through the next two letters in the acronym yep. is the mindset shift that we need to have. Okay. So when we talk about combat, it's me versus you. Okay. When we're talking- That's win, lose. Yes. That's like, I've lost sight of you as a human being. <laughs> now <laughs> yes, I am just exactly. trying to win this argument. Yeah. Regardless of how it affects us, our marriage, our family, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And that's often how our society views conflict. It, there yeah. is a winner and a loser. Yeah. Which you're saying is actually super unhelpful. Very unhelpful. Yeah. <laughs> And unhealthy. It's yeah. not good for you. It's not good for me. It's not good for the relationship. The kids. The whoever. kids. Yeah. No one can. No one um, benefits from yeah. conflict. No one actually contest. wins. Nobody wins. Yeah. <laughs> so what we want to do is we want to change our mindset to me and you versus the problem. Okay. And when we have that mindset in the forefront of our focus today, it will help with understanding how to use E and O later on. Okay, so me and Jeannie, so my wife, versus the problem. You mm -hmm. and Jake versus the problem. Yes. Uh, and then how do we move forward together? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and in that context, it's also everybody wins. Okay. And, and that's one of the reasons why we want this mindset shift. Okay. So let's start with E. Okay. Um, so e. it's C. So C-E-O. Yes. C is cooperation. Yes. Now we're on E. E. E stands for empathy. Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. One of the reasons it's so tough, I find, is because people don't truly understand what empathy is. Okay, good. They get empathy and sympathy mixed up. So tease that out, right? Okay. So we have conflict and combat. Now yes. we have empathy and sympathy. Yes. Help me to like see the difference. Okay. So with sympathy, Okay. Um, I have a friend whose dog passed away. Okay. Now... In the sympathy mentality, I would look at, okay, back in my life, mm -hmm. I was 16 years old when my dog died. Mm -hmm. She was hit by a car. Um, I was 16. She was four years old. Um, she was hit by a car. It was pretty sudden. I had another dog at home. And so when she died, like having my other dog was what I needed. Yeah, it was your comfort object. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, if I use sympathy when approaching my friend... I would say, oh, I'm so sorry your dog passed away. You know, I remember when mine passed away. If you want to come over and play with my dogs and pet my dogs, feel free. Like, I, my door is always open. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes that's helpful. But in this instance, I needed to shift from a sympathetic mindset to an empathetic mindset. Okay. So mm -hmm. sympathy, as you're describing it, is I look at my story mm -hmm. from my story I then sort of try and relate to potentially her story, but you're not even really thinking about her story. You're really thinking about your experience. Exactly. So you're like, I relate to that. Yes. It's almost like sympathy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. that's exactly what the sympathy is. Okay. 
Now, empathy is literally putting myself in my friend's shoes and looking at the world from her perspective. Okay. So she's an elderly woman. Her dog was 13 or 14 years old, so mm. a longtime friend. Um, and this dog had been with her through a divorce, wow. through kids moving out of the home, through moves across state. Like a constant state. object in relationship through all kinds of transition. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so when I look at it from that perspective, I'm not going to respond the same way I did from a sympathetic perspective. Mm. Going, wow, you lost your companion yeah. when your dog died. Um, and mm. so instead I would be like, I am so sorry. What's your favorite kind of ice cream? I'm coming over. Like yeah. we're just going to sit and watch a movie mm. because she just needs companionship yeah. in that sense, yeah. not a dog to play with. So that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So the difference is sympathy is sort of like the sort of proverbial, like I relate to your experience. Someone's just gotten hurt and you just start sharing about you Yeah. and you're the sufferer and you're like, Honestly, like I'd prefer you not to, I'd prefer you to stop talking right now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, if you've ever been through that. Yeah. Um, and then empathy is maybe even a person who just comes and sits next to you and they're trying to just imagine to the best they're possible through mm -hmm. listening and some sort of effort of like, what is this person going through? Mm -hmm. What's going on in their mind, in yeah. their heart, in their soul, in their life? Yeah. Uh, how are they feeling? How are they seeing the world right mm -hmm. now? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And so oftentimes when we're in um, conflict in our marriage, we're constantly thinking, what would I do in your shoes? Mm. Not what are you going through right now? Okay. Now, the cool thing with empathy is that it is something that we can learn. It's okay. a muscle in the brain that we can practice. So kind of like home. cooperation. Yes. This is something we learn. Yes. So this isn't built in. No. Mm -mm. Sympathy might be built in yes. on some level. like. We just sort of can riff like, oh, I remember a time when. Mm -hmm. uh, empathy is something we actually learn in practice. Yes. Okay. So there's this term that's called mindsight. Dr. Okay. Dan Siegel um, created this term around this concept that we have. Mindsight is when we use our empathy muscle in the brain to kind of understand perspectives, whether it's our own experience or someone else's experience. Okay. Now, the thing with mindsight, we use it all the time, whether we want to think about it or not. Yep. But we're only correct 10 to 15% of the time. Yeah. So, you know, I go in and I think, oh, this is obviously what that person's thinking. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, if I was to evaluate myself, I think, oh, I'm pretty good at this. I <laughs> often know. What you're saying is, no, you don't. No. Like we... most of the time, actually, <laughs> I'm wrong. Most of the time we are wrong. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't like hearing that. I like, kind of <laughs> like living in the delusion of being able to mind read. Yes. I wish it was that simple, yeah. but unfortunately it's something that we have to figure out how to work around. Okay. So how do we do that? That is a great question. Thank you. <laughs> so I actually have a tool that I use with um, the couples that I work with. It's okay. called, can I read your mind? Okay. And that's literally what you're going to do. You're going to sit down with your spouse and you are going to ask them, can I read your mind? Yeah. And, and that's sort of like a playful way of saying like, we all know we can't read each other's mind. Exactly. <laughs> so it's sort of a playful way of entering mm -hmm. in. Yeah. It's a little bit playful, but it also allows them to understand that I'm trying to understand what you're going through. Hmm. I think I understand. I need you to correct me if I'm wrong. So it's an attempt in some ways at empathy. 
Yes. So rather than saying, uh, let me share what's on my mind, you're actually trying to enter into their shoes. Mm -hmm. You're trying to see life from their perspective. So it's an attempt at actual empathy. You might totally miss it. Yes. But you're learning yes. how to see from their perspective. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. And so like with um, the sharing withholds exercise, we want to write this down first. Okay. Because when we try to say things without being intentional about yeah. what we're saying, we can often come across as mm, kind of a jerk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we don't I want never to... come across as a jerk. <laughs> oh, me neither. <laughs> I am so good, good at this. Good, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but we want to make sure that we're approaching it in a way that's going to be helpful. Okay. And that's why we write it down first. Okay. So, so I'm noticing a pattern. Cooperation <laughs> and here we write down first. Yes. And that sort of gives us, it's almost like a rough draft. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes when you start just talking, it doesn't always go well. No. <laughs> um, but sometimes actually writing it down, then we kind of like get to look at our rough draft mm -hmm. and sort of look at it and be like, all right, is this going to be offensive? Is this going to be helpful? Is this yeah. in the ballpark? Mm-hmm. And when we're looking at like what we've written down, we want to see, am I trying to elaborate too much about something in particular? Got it. And if I am, why? Hmm. Am I trying to be helpful to help them understand like, I think you feel this way because of this current situation that we're dealing with versus I think you feel this way because um, I'm trying to validate what I'm thinking. Basically, I'm trying to put a theory out there and be like, yes, this is what's really true. <laughs> I'm trying to convince you yeah. of what I think is yeah. true. So you're trying to persuade yes. versus be empathetic. Yes. Got it. That mm -hmm. makes sense. And so when we write it down, it helps us to figure that out. Oh, okay. I'm trying to convince them that I'm right mm -hmm. because that's my like Achilles heel is that I'm right. So now we're back to the cooperation thing. Yes. Okay. So mm -hmm. how long, right? So with cooperation, you talked about like with the withholds, like one sentence versus a paragraph. Yes. With mindsight, like how? Same thing. Like a sentence. One sentence. Okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe a comma. Maybe a comma, yeah. uh-huh, if there's a contextual thing that you yeah. need to add for clarification. Okay. Um, so if you're practicing this at home again with like the two to three on a scale of one to 10, yeah. we don't want to start by running 15 miles. This is not a drill yeah, that Cristiano Ronaldo is doing. This is our practicing. Um, but when we write it down and we think about, okay, this is going to be a helpful way to contextualize what I'm trying to explain mm -hmm. that I think my partner is dealing with okay. and it, what they're experiencing the world as. Now, we always want to ask, can I read your mind and allow our partner to say yes? So it's not, can I read your mind? And you're just like, I asked. Yeah. No. No. Actually allow for a reply because your partner might say, can we wait an hour? Yes. Can we wait for another time? And you mm -hmm. can say, yes. Yeah. They can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We always want to wait because we want to give them the opportunity to invite themselves into the exercise. But then also we want to give them an opportunity to say no if they're not in a good place. Totally. And for the partner who's saying yes or no, don't say yes just because you don't want to say no. Yeah, that's good. A lot of people will say yes to avoid fighting about yeah. saying no. Yeah. This is not Don't a withhold time. your yes in <laughs> yeah. this moment. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, or withhold your no, sorry. Yeah. And well, and it doesn't allow for cooperation. If I'm saying yes just because I want to avoid something, I'm not cooperating with my spouse. And then when they're trying to read my mind and they're not very accurate. And then I, you get mad. Exactly. So you've just <laughs> set the whole thing up. Like better to say no. Yes. And even if it creates a little conflict, mm -hmm. uh, to create some boundaries because you know it's not going to go well yes. if you say yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So then after your partner says yes, you're going to read your mindset as you wrote it. Okay. Just very clear, simple, short and sweet. Then you're going to ask your partner, on a scale of one to 10, how accurate am I? One being nowhere near what I was thinking, 10 being perfect score, you could not have been more accurate than wow. what you said. And the reason we want that is we want to be able to give the person an understanding of, you know, yeah, you know, that's like a five. That was part of what's going on, but actually this is more what I'm dealing with. Yeah. And if you get, if you're the one trying to mind read, like if you get a two, like awesome. This is an opportunity for you to learn what's really going on. Mm -hmm. So if yeah. you get a 10, like pat yourself on the back, great. But like if you get a one, like no stress. Yeah. Do you find that people either give like a one or a 10 or do you feel like, People no. do middle. No, they're pretty close to the middle. Okay. Usually between I feel like, like a I might three be and a seven. <laughs> I would think I might be inclined to be like under four. Like, <laughs> uh, let me give you the real answer. Yeah. <laughs> no, because we, we do understand our partners. We know our spouses very well, but we're not always spot on yeah. with what they're experiencing. So we do kind of get close. but So it gets us some more nuance often. Yeah, we're in the ballpark yeah. sometimes. <laughs> I notice you're not well. Yes, that is true, I am not well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, now after your partner scales you on the scale of one to 10, you also wanna provide them with a space to explain, especially if you are not accurate. Yeah. Um, you want to use silence. One, one of the big things that people feel uncomfortable with is just being silent while someone's talking. Hmm. And I often find that when we're not silent, we're still trying to convince the other person hmm. that, but wait, I'm right still. <laughs> okay, so process-wise, you come up with your mind-reading sentence. Mm -hmm. You ask for permission, can I read your mind? That person says yes or no. Mm -hmm. They say no, you back off. Yes. If they say yes, you say, okay. You read your thing, then they rank you. They say one to 10, often between three and seven. And then if, let's say you get a two or a seven, they there's space at that point. And they know at that point, okay, now this is my turn. If I would like to add nuance, context, mm -hmm. depth, I can. Yes. And the person who was mind reading is quiet. Yes. And lets them share. Mm-hmm. Now, for the person who is explaining on the scale of one to 10, if you're one of those people who tends to be a little bit more quiet and wants other people to ask questions, try really hard to explain it yourself without the partner having to ask questions. To like draw you out. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is something that was really difficult for me and my husband in particular, because he's one of those people who tends to like, I need you to ask me the questions. But... In this situation, if I don't ask the right question, I'm going to get frustrated. Yeah. Um, and it's especially going if you to, got a one. Especially if I got a one. <laughs> <laughs> You're a therapist. You probably at least get a four. Oh every no, day. I'm usually more on like a two or a three scale. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when I have to ask the questions, it can get more frustrating, and I can feel like 
I'm wrong. I'm frustrated. Yeah. Like it, and then I'm no longer being cooperative. I'm trying to like, oh, this is just no longer yeah. helpful. Um, so if you tend to be one of those quiet people in the relationship, allow yourself, put yourself in a little right. bit more uncomfortable position and talk more in order to be cooperative. And what if you're really verbose? So like, is there a time <laughs> limit? Because I could also imagine like your mind reading, they're yeah. like, you get a one. And then they go on for like 45 <laughs> minutes and you're like, I don't even that know what we're talking about. Me. I don't know what we're even talking about anymore. Can, can there be like, a, I don't know, 10 minutes or something? Yes. So I usually try to be like five minutes. Oh, that's awesome. Because I am one yeah. of those talkers who could talk for days, yeah. especially about my experience yeah. and my emotions. Uh, but for the this exercise in particular, the point is to cooperate and work together to, again, do better next time. Yeah. So um, one of the examples that I had, so my husband and I, we were sitting down and we were trying to go over our finances. Mm-hmm. Um and because last week, last month we went over budget. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there and I'm trying to like, you know, tease this out and figure out sure, what, sure. what can we do? And the whole time, Jake's just kind of like not responsive to what yeah. I'm saying. And then I say, can I read your mind? Because in my head, he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. In my head, I'm thinking. I'm doing all this work. Yeah. Oh, he's so annoyed with me talking yeah. about this. This just isn't working out. So I explained my perspective and he goes, no, that's like a two. I'm distracted because of something that happened at work. And then I go, oh, okay. Mm. Now he explains himself a little bit um, and it allows me to go, okay, so there's other things in the world that are affecting my spouse. Other than you? Other than me. Wow. (laughs) Incredible. I know. My mind was blown. But it is amazing how much we can be tempted to make it about us mm-hmm. when often, particularly probably when you mind read, like you realize, Oh, it's actually not about you. Mm-hmm. Well, and in that instance, I responded differently. I could have responded from a frustrated defensive mm-hmm. position of I'm annoying Jake yeah. versus, Oh, he's distracted. Okay. Well maybe right now is not the best time. We'll talk about this later. That's good. Yeah. All right. So we've done cooperation. Now we're doing empathy. We've gone through the different tools. I think maybe we stop there. Is there anything else you want to say about empathy before we get into the last one? Um, Just to remember that the goal is to do better next time. Okay, so we're not aiming for perfection. Mm -mm. Again, are we still using the practice metaphor? So this is about practicing. Yes. So this is even not game time. No. This is like you're just trying to get better at empathy Mm -hmm. So that when conflicts come up or even preventing conflict Mm -hmm. as you're sort of learning where your spouse is at. Yes. All right. So if I was to summarize, like if someone was going to try your empathy tool, the idea is, right, you create a contrast between empathy and sympathy. The empathy tool is uh, this idea of trying to mind read, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. So you notice something, you write it down, then you ask your spouse, may I read your mind? They say yes or no. And they can choose out at this point mm-hmm. and they can say, maybe in an hour. They say yes, you say your thing, mm-hmm. they rank you one to 10, and then they have a little space to expand. And the idea is to understand life from their perspective, yeah. not take your story and sort of overlap it onto yes. theirs. Mm-hmm. Does that work? Exactly. All right, well, let's try it. Cool.